Welcome to Hard Talk, a podcast that looks at how we use technology and specifically ICTs in our daily professional and personal lives. Be it technological advancement in the transport industry, the revolution caused by the mobile phone, I also cover the disruption it is causing in the food and also the building industry. I'm your host, Robert Yawe, an ICT practitioner with over 30 years experience. Scaling up the organizational ladder often is the only way to get that pay rise. Even if you have several reasons to take that position, the pay grade will definitely be among them, if it is not the main reason. The major problem here is the fact that we do not stop to think what this progress is and at what cost. Possibly you might be judging me right now, wondering why would you not take such a chance. I will narrow it down to the techies in our organizations. A techie in our beloved country will be promoted to a CIO where he ends up being incompetent and ineffective. Are we willing to forego scaling up because we are fine doing what we do and we are doing it better than anyone else could? Does Robin aspire to replace Batman? Does a Japanese spare wheel, that little funny one, ever aspire to become the main wheel? I'm sure Robin and that Japanese spare wheel are fine doing what they do and doing it better than anyone else could. So why not our techies? This podcast is basically based on articles that I have written over the years for the CIO magazine. And so this particular one becomes very controversial in the way that the assumption is that if you're the techie or what we usually used to call the IT manager or the head of software development or the rest, if they want to achieve the highest pay would be to move up the corporate ladder to the position of CIO. It's unfortunate that the only way that a techie can make that pay is if he moves up to an administrative post. And this we've seen in many places. We've seen, maybe the best example will be to look at Mark Zuckerberg. Every time I see him being interviewed by members of the Senate and the rest, you can see the confusion in his mind that they just don't get it. That this is a technical issue. It has nothing to do with policy. He's not trying to create political influence. He's just trying to write good code. And then when he rolls it out, he's told that he has corrupted an electoral process. And you can see how baffled he is in his face. And this is happening more and more. So maybe what I have done over the time is try to push the techie to understand the business side. And what that then most likely ends up doing is we lose a good techie and we get a mediocre administrator. So when you look at it and you take a techie who is used to sitting in a corner, developing code, working with others in the same mindset, gets moved to the exco. You're basically taking a fish out of water. They then have to learn new skills, new habits. They now have to learn to start sentences with greetings. Yet when you're writing code, is you write. What matters is once you've compiled it, then you can roll it out and uh, let the user then determine whether it's solving the problem they require. So what has happened is we've promoted techies to these senior administrative positions. And then you start hearing statements like they have a lack of drive, they have a lack of ambition, they can't seem to be team players. Techies are a different kind of team player. And putting them out of water is just like the proverbial fish. So what am I really saying? Can we really blame organizations for having only one way to reward staff based on levels of the organization? Why is it that your top developer or your top tech in the organization can't earn the same, if not more than the CIO? Especially today when most of our organizations are technology driven. But it does not mean that you have to take the person who is keeping the systems running, that the only way you can pay him seven figures, eight figures, is if you move him to a position of his greatest incompetence, which you normally refer to as a CEO position. 
So maybe we need to find a new way to reward the tech in the organization as opposed to using a model which has lost value, has lost direction. And we could go back to basically maybe blaming Henry Ford and his peers who then decided to go and develop something called an MBA program, which was supposed to turn technical people into managers. And what we then have ended up with most of the time is, like I said earlier, mediocre administrators and we lose very competent technical people. Another issue that happens with most organizations is because if you remain in the same position, chances are, or it's almost automatic, that you'll continue to become more and more expensive to the organization. Then when the HR fellows show up to do what they call staff rationalization, my fellow accountants will come and say, let's use a cost-benefit analysis to determine who goes who. Now, since this tech has been there 10 years, chances are his salary has gone up 100, 200%. So because he already built the systems that keep the organizations running, it's very difficult to be able to financially or using accounting to define his benefit. Because what he did for the organization is enshrined in the core. And it works, and which means he did a good job. So you then end up having organizations then laying off those techies using the same metric that they would have used to lay off a cashier or a HR administrator. There's a very big difference between what a techie brings to the organization and what most other position holders do. And we need to think seriously about it. There's a reason why you'll find, for example, the more technical run organizations will give equity to the techies so that even when they leave, they still would be able to reach out to them if something needs to be done. But they turn them into millionaires, turn them into billionaires in some cases. And what that allows them to do then is continue to do what they love. Because I think it's very wrong when the only way that I'll be paid what the organization thinks is my worth is if I stop doing what I'm best at. So what happens to the techie in that organization as they keep doing nothing more than just babysitting systems? And if they've been developed right, then they are running efficiently. So maybe this time that at some point that organizations realize they should maybe let them go. I, th I think this is something I remember going through some years back. I believe it was with Citibank sometime in the early 90s where the technical team had built the systems and they didn't really need them on a day-to-day -day basis. So they actually spun them off as an independent unit. Unilever had a similar situation where their logistics team had put in such an efficient system that the organization did not see why they needed to monopolize their skills. So what they ended up doing is allowed them to break away and form an independent logistics company, which then provided services back to the organization. That could be the solution that we're looking for for our techies. If they've built a system and you've already enjoyed the benefits of that system, the only way they can continue to improve it is if they are out outside the core of the organization. And we need to be less selfish and allow what they have developed to be able to be made available across to other organizations. So you can look at it, you can look at SAP. SAP was built initially for one organization. They had already enjoyed the benefits and they allowed SAP to be made available across the world to other organizations, which then allowed it also to provide the same technology to their suppliers and made it easier to integrate and create more efficient supply chains. The initial inspiration to write this particular article came after I read about Google's employee number 001 called Greg Silverstein. Greg was a person who helped the founders of Google build the core of the search engine. He worked for Google for most of his life and then left and went to join a startup so that he could continue to write code. He never dreamt of becoming CEO of Google because to him that was not his strength. But at the end of the day, he still ends up being that billionaire 
still doing what he loves most. So Craig moved over to Khan Academy where he can now continue to do what he loves without being too concerned also about the pay because uh, Google already turned him into a billionaire. Do we remain techies till we die or do we have to become less of techies so that we can pay the bills? It's time organizations in Africa and in the developed world start rethinking how they deal with people who provide what might not be visible on the surface like you would with a salesman or a marketing person. And if we do that, then the techies will be able to deliver for us greater and greater results. This podcast is hosted by Robert Yahweh and the content is based on articles written on the monthly magazine CIO East Africa. Production is done by Acute Media.